Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Union. It's time we talk, season one, episode two. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I know we had some technical difficulties last week, um, so we, we're trying to work everything out right now. So if you have, if you see anything, any questions or concerns, feel free to leave them in the comments, and we'll make adjustments as we go. But thank you guys for tuning in once again. As I said, this is Union. It's time we talk. Season one, episode two, back again. This episode will be sponsored by Alice Tucker and Essence Alterations. Thank you for the sponsorship. And today we will be talking about entrepreneurship, something that's very big. I see a lot of entrepreneurs online today. So this is something, like I said last week, it's a time to be educated for all of us. It's something, a lot of valuable information that you don't know. If you have any questions, like I said, feel free to leave me in the comments. And once again today, I'll be joined by the um, the panel once again, Mr. Tamika Wilson, Mr. T.J. Booker, Alex Tucker, and we had two very special guests with us this evening. Ms. Jamie Trammell, Executive Director of Union County Chamber of Commerce. Jamie Trammell has spearheaded the Chamber's reorganization since her selection in 2017. Under her leadership in two, 2018 and 2019, the Chamber membership increased from 76 to over 124, and, she's, and the number is still growing. She was assistant to the executive director of, of Union County Development Board, whose mission is to recruit industries to Union County. Her experience at UCDB directly translated to the success of, success of the Chamber of, of Focuses on Recruiting Retail Businesses, from Belmont Farm, Baked Shop, to Low Country Urgent Care. Numerous entrepreneurs have chosen Union as their destination to open a small business. Jamie has worked with nonprofits such as Meals on Wheels of Union County and the and the unique, Uniquely Union Festival in a fundraising capacity. She earned her degree in business administration from Limestone University. She completed the South Carolina Economic Development Institute in, in 201 and the best practices for local economic development professionals in 2014 at Clemson University. Also, our other special guest is Ms. Catherine Pendergrass, Director of Union County Community Development. She has facilitated training in diverse audiences throughout the United States and abroad and performed various duties such as program consultant, instructor, counselor, and community service coordinator. Some other things in the community she's done is USC Union, the advisory board, the SEC Union advisory board, Union County Economic Development Board, Small, Small Business Development Center Board, Goodwill Industries of Upstate Midland, South Carolina Board, Davidson Alumni Association President. She's also wrote columns for Union Daily Times newspaper and authored a book, Words Words to the Wise About Money. So thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, thank you for having us. Oh, it's, We're excited to be here. Oh, thank you. It's an honor and a privilege. Um, like I said, I always said this is a platform, something positive. You know, it's a, a platform to educate and also for us to be educated because it's a lot of information out here that a lot of people don't know. Um, including myself, I'll put myself in there. So it's just an honor and privilege to um, have you ladies here. So to start things off, the very first thing that I would like to know for myself personally is, uh, Ms. Jamie, what exactly is the Chamber of Commerce? Um, the Chamber of Commerce is an organization that supports um, businesses, small businesses, large businesses, industries. Um, and that um, is a wide range of support. And that support can mean um, social media, that can mean um, all sorts of things, even down to um, supporting you by bringing more traffic, by recruiting business. So it's a, it's a big picture kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing that we won't do to help a business succeed within the, 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 the legal limits. We do all sorts of stuff to help people. And we have listed like the incentives that members have. We have all that listed, but we walk well outside of that list a lot of times because every member has a different need. Everybody has a strength or a weakness. And we try to find and feel that weakness for that person to get them up and going. Mm -hmm. Anybody else have a question? I got a question. So uh, this is for the chamber, by the way. It's a pleasure to get to talk with a lot of So explain to me the process of a newly entered business into the Union County business database. Let's just call it for layman terms. Does the chamber go and recruit that business or does the business have to come to the chamber? Both. We do both. We are actively. Um, okay. 
So somebody comes through the door at the chamber and says, I want to start a clothing boutique. And this just happened. So tell me how I can do that. Well, one of the tools that we have in our toolbox is the Small Business Development Corporation, um, which is it went through Rock Hill, and they serve a multi-county region, and Union is in that region. And Catherine and I both serve on that advisory board, um, but I would send you to the SBDC, who is has a plethora of free tools. They'll help you develop a marketing plan, a business plan, just all sorts of endless things that they'll help you go and get started. Then you come back to me. Um, and let, then we can sit back and look and see, are you qualified for any incentives? What, what's out there that can help you financially? We'll put you um, in touch with those people. We'll follow it out as much as we can. And um, then when it's time for you to go and get your permitted and permitting and that stuff, you'll run go over to the City of Union and start there. Um, but we have helped people find a location that they're going into. Um, we sit down with you on the computer and I will ride, virtually ride down the street with you and we will pick out a building and we'll pick out an owner and we'll start, okay, contact, contact, contact. So it, 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 it like I said, it varies um, from topic to topic. Now, we have contracted with the County of Union to do retail recruitment, mm. which we are currently engaged in, and we have been since 2017. So what that means is we are actively trying to find people to come here. And every day we we are we fall into a criteria. We are told no automatically because of our demographics, because of our numbers, because of who we are in our population, we're already told no. So it has been my job to find a way to get around that. And it's hard with the chains. So you have to rely on your mom and pops. You have to rely on the people who see something in Union County and want to invest. So that's kind of where we are. And um, we just signed with a company called Retail Strategies. The chamber is actually the late liaison for the city and county. The city and county um, entered into the agreement with Retail Strategies. The chamber is the run point on that. This group will market us um, globally. Um, they uh, have great track rec records, and that was actually how I found them. So I am, I want a Chick-fil-A like really bad. Mm -hmm. Like selfishly, I want a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So I started my job in 2017 calling Chick-fil-A every day or sending an email or submitting a site. Something to Chick-fil-A, and I've never heard a peep back from anybody. I've got people on LinkedIn. I've been emailing, trying to get in the holes. There's no holes. So I had a friend call who was in the Chick-fil-A family and said, they have started a Chick-fil-A in Greenville, Tennessee. Greenville, Tennessee has 14,000 people, so you need to figure out what they're doing. So, of course, I got online to figure out who the city planner was for Greenville, Tennessee. Her name was Logan Engel. I called Logan, and I said, let's talk, girl. What you doing? What you doing in Greenville, Tennessee? She said in three and a half years, and she just started listing stuff. They had announced a drive time, a Audi, a... She just kept going, and it was more stuff than I could write. And I said, what are you guys doing? And she said, well, Retail Strategies is marketing us. And they, they go a step further. So they pull in tools that we don't use, such as cell phone pings. So it takes our population and amplifies it. Mm -hmm. It takes debit card swipes. It takes our population and amplifies it. Mm -hmm. So it takes the positives and puts a good spin on them. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. We're just in the first 60 days. Um, we've signed a three-year contract with an out. We don't like it. Mm -hmm. So um, we've signed a three-year contract with him. I'm excited. Um, the four alarm fire for us right now is a grocery store. We are we don't want to lose that bylo. They're going, um, but we're working um, tooth and nail to find a replacement. We want to have a butcher shop. We want to have a meat. We don't want you know to not be able to have fresh cut meat in Union County. So right. you know we we're looking hard for a grocery store. That was a long answer. No, that's that was that was information. I'm so sorry, but it was a long answer. Appreciate that. Appreciate. You got one to wrap off. So I know um, you talked about Chick Fil A. You know I, I've had discussions about 
you know, how do we get some of these mainstream franchises to come in? And a lot of people complain because they say, oh, why haven't we gotten XYZ? And you touched on it a little bit, but there's also a financial piece to being a franchise owner. And a lot of people don't realize that it's going to cost money yeah. to invest. Yeah. For someone to invest in that business to bring it here. That's right. Like a McDonald's might cost a million dollars just to to start. So I don't know about Catherine, you Mm -hmm. got a million? (laughs) Not not quite. Almost. (laughs) I don't have a million. So so for the smaller businesses, the the restaurants that are coming in, what do you tell them? Say, you know, I want to set up like the Main Street Deli. What are the things that you can do as a chamber for them? Um, compared to, say, a larger chain? Um, well, and Mr. Patel is a great example. Um, Mr. Patel is not uh, social media savvy. He does not do Facebook. So I knew the initial um, appearance of him, not his appearance, but his initial social media debut needed to be huge. Mm -hmm. So the day that he joined the chamber, um, I put him out there and, you know, I put it out there, there's a new restaurant coming, new restaurant coming. So that was singularly the largest probably post that I've done um, that when he joined. But when he opened, I um, did a post that he was open. Yay, he was open. And I put $10 to it. $10. $10. I boosted that post for $10. Mm-hmm. 296 shares and it reached 22,000 people. Oh, wow. That's almost a population. It, it was fantastic. And he came that back the it. next Monday and said, do it again. I don't know what you did, but do it again. And there is a Main Street merchant who was um, anonymously running him a Facebook page. We're desperate for him to do well. We want him to do well. And we want any small business to do well, we will literally do anything (laughs) to make people be successful. We just, we want people, and I said this from the beginning when I started this job, if people can love union just the end of the way that I love it through me, then I'm doing, I'm doing my job. I want to give me some pentagrams. I want to get you involved in just a second, but uh, one one more thing. You were just saying how you posted that, uh, boosted that post on Facebook. How, how, important is it, would you say, is it for like small businesses to have a, a social media account? It is critical now. It is critical. So um, it the older um, so let me back up. The first task of the day for us we have 134 members. Um, I know the bio said 124, but yay! Mm-hmm. We have 134 members and um, the first task of every day is to go to every one of those um, Facebook pages and share either yesterday or this morning's post for every member. So we do that every single day, every single morning. And um, if you haven't posted in a long time, you're missing out. So what we have started doing some of was going into the merchant or the shop that doesn't have social media. And we've kind of started taking some pictures around and posting those pictures for that person because I just feel like it is people shop visually now. They see mm-hmm. what they want to see on social media mm-hmm. and go and tangibly pick it up and take it. Um, they want to go in the store, but they want to see it online. They want to see, oh my gosh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Let me go get it. So I just think it's mission critical and that's a way that merchants can help their sales. Mm-hmm. So Miss so Pendergrass, I want to throw you in this conversation okay. also. What do you think a lot of businesses, uh, small businesses, also. I, I don't. I don't like saying sm- small businesses because I feel like for anybody that starts a business, it's a big accomplishment. Um, so I, I really try not to say small business. But but where do you think a lot of businesses uh, struggle or fall short at, and why some of them may not last as long? Several reasons. One of the main ones, and and, and I realized this with this COVID nineteen, when a lot of people were trying to apply for loans, mm-hmm. a lot of your um, I'd say small business, but a lot of your small business owners, they don't keep up with paperwork. That is so critical. You need to have your documentation. You need to have QuickBooks or some method of keeping up with your records because when you go 
and you're asking for help, that's the first thing they ask for. They want to see it. They want to see what you've done. They want to see a couple years. So uh, for me, it's most important to make sure that you have your paperwork, have it in order. A lot of times, and I'm just using this as an example, a lot of times, let's say, uh, maybe barbers and stylists, it's, it's good to make money and it's good to put it in your pocket. But then when you go out to try to buy something, and, and, and you know you've probably made $100,000 that year, but on paper, it only looks like you made $10,000. And so no one wants to give you any money. No one wants to loan you anything or do anything for you. So for me, it's critical to have uh, great paperwork. The other thing, and I think uh, Tamika had alluded to this, one of the things that I, another thing that I noticed is that sometimes people want to open a business and they don't have the money, especially you mentioned restaurant. So I remember someone that wanted to open a restaurant and didn't even have a double figure in the bank. And so it's difficult to start a business unless you have like a little cushion, because at some point you're going to need a little something extra. So that's important too. Uh, for me, when I opened, when my husband and I opened our business, uh, we decided on a franchise because with that, they tell you everything, every step by step. I mean, there's no way you can fail because it's step by step, proven record. The only part I didn't like about the franchise was paying the royalties because you have to pay the royalties and the marketing fees. But all in all, it was a good business. We had that business for 10 years. And so we sold it and, and, and it worked out well. So those are the things when you when you want to start a business, you look and you see, do I want to do something on my own or do I want to do a franchise? Um, I've always started businesses, some of them successful, some not. I had a, a food service business and uh, to me it was doing well until on the weekends I'd go in and work during the week I'd have someone else working. And on the weekend when I went in, they'd say, well, Kathy didn't charge me that much. Kathy, Kathy gave me more. And then things were disappearing out of the freezer. And so if you have a business, it's always good to uh, be around that business as much as you can as well. So. I'll let you. Uh, speaking on that part, uh, a good tax uh, accountant, when you do have a business, I know you got to have that. And they can kind of tell you some of the loopholes like cell phones. Everybody has a cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, but. When you own when you own a business, that cell phone that you're gonna use anyway yes. is now it's an asset to you. Absolutely. Even your children's yes. cell phone. Can you kind of explain to people how important that is? It's yeah. important. It's important to make sure you everything you do, you should say it's part of your business. Mm -hmm. If you have a teenager, if you have a child, and they come and do something in your yeah. shop, I, you write them off. I, I mean, pay pay exactly, them. Yeah. Exactly. But all those things help as far as um, it, it helps as a write-off. It helps uh, add money to your pocket. So it's very good when you utilize those things. If I needed a new, um, what do you call that thing? If I need a new iPad, I go buy it. That's for the company. That's for my business. business Everything can be for your business, and I would take full advantage of that. And, yeah. and being you being a tax uh, accountant for many years, a lot of people didn't even realize that even your children, if they can sweep the floor like mine. I can pay them. So when we go to McDonald's and they want something to eat, hey, guy, you buy it. That's right. And it's a write-off because, mm -hmm. and I think it's a certain amount that they can make that they don't even have to file. What is it, 10000 I can't remember the amount, but yes, there is a certain amount that they don't have to file. And it, it works so wonderfully well when you utilize all those tools, the children, the uh, extra things that you need to get. It works real well. Mm -hmm. So that, that's another reason why people should have even if it's not a full-time business, a part-time, Mary Kay or Avon, whatever it is, plus your mileage. I mean, there's so mm -hmm. many things that you can count on. So, so I just want to rehash for you guys out there on Facebook live world, right? Miss uh, Pendergraph mentioned cash flow. You need to have some double digits in cash flow. If you don't have that, then you're going to have to bootstrap your business. That's what's going to have to be done. Also, documentation is really important. Um, and uh, for all of you entrepreneurs out there, I like to tell people that like, you know, really that rely on that, like their close family members support you. Um, and this is some real information. This is going to help you out in the future. Um, if you're relying on family and friends to support your business, that's a hobby. A small business is statewide in South Carolina, unless you got licensed everywhere. So you need to be able to branch out into multi counties 
and, and network. And, and, and 99% of, what is it? 99% of success is showing up, mm-hmm. right? You know, so you, you, you're going to have to be mobile in this age. You're going to have to go out here and get it. Um, speaking from experience with Esther's alterations, every year I found something to change myself. I've always evolved, whether it was in 2018, we started selling t-shirts there and that made, put me in the green there, you know, um, then COVID happened. Now we got masks. And then now we started doing our wedding dresses, palm dresses. Um, it was just constantly keep coming up with different things, constantly staying innovative. And that's my piece that I want to give you guys. If you don't try it, you never know what happens. Don't be afraid of the unknown in business. Mm-hmm. Like I've taken losses before, you know, um, it's about how you respond to those losses, you know? So that's yeah. Good. Yeah. That's and you can't say enough about networking. Yo, no, network, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like that chamber of commerce is a key, I think, network. And a lot of our businesses are just not part of that network. How do we how do we help them to get to be a part of that network and appreciate what it can do for them? So, um, and I, I preach this all the time. Um the, your church. Your YMCA membership, your chamber membership. You're going to get in, you're going to get out what you put in. If you don't put anything in, you're not going to get anything out. So if you show up and say, the chamber wasn't for me, um, I didn't, you know, get anything out of that. Well, did you show up at any of the networking events? Did you come to any of the ribbon cuttings? Did you come to any of the learning sessions, which have certainly been halted because of COVID? But we do a lot of things. That um, and provide a lot of tools that put you together, and that's that's the whole deal is is connecting connecting people, connecting A B to Z, whatever, connecting the unit. And I talk about this young lady, and she's gonna get so tired of me talking about her. But you know, you you guys know how union is. We are like if you don't if you don't know each other. You don't branch out too much. Mm-hmm. So Ashley Rainwater, when she moved here from Florida, I thought this poor girl. She came here to be, be a, a hair salon beautician. Yeah, and I thought this girl. Everybody is locked down with a beauty salon, you know. This and she had this completely different model of a beauty salon. She did things in a completely different way than we were ever accustomed to here. And I'm thinking in my mind, bless her heart. But, you know, she shows up at every single ribbon cutting. She's at every single thing that chamber does. She is bought in, sold in. She is there putting her card in your hand. And she's saying, hey, my name is Ashley. And the next time you need a haircut, wash, color, come see me. I'm your girl. And I'm going to tell you what, she's doing great. And people know who she is now. Y'all, when I said her name, you knew who she was. Mm -hmm. People know who she is because of the networking. And she is, I push that all the time. If you're not networking, you're missing out. So, so let me ask you two ladies here, because we all this is union. It's time we talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the 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 stigma of oh, small business can't be successful in union. Why why do you feel that people say that? Huh. Uh, well, now let me just give you my experience when I first came here, okay? <laughs> and it's probably not good, but I'm going to share it anyway. So when I first moved here, it's like I was an outsider, and people didn't really know who I was. And and when I tried to open my business, the first year that we opened, I was ready to close because mm-hmm. money wasn't coming in, customers weren't coming in, people didn't want, you know, they were pushing me out. Uh, the building that I had is a large building, so the front of the building was a tax, and in the back I tried to open up a consignment shop, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do more. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. trying to do more. Well, how about one of the merchants came to me and said uh, that I couldn't do it. They didn't even own the building. The, the, the owner of the building told me I could. So I just got very much frustrated and, and, and I just, I got angry with God and I just said, Lord, take this, you have to handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of things happen and I always say, thank you, Lord, you took care of that problem. I won't tell you what the things are because mm-hmm. they're kind of not so good. Okay. So anyway, uh, with that, then I started getting involved in the community. I started writing an article in the newspaper. I started volunteering to do different things, making myself known. So that was important to me, coming in, making myself known so I could grow my business. 
the business, once I did that and people got to know me, then it thrived. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. can succeed here, mm -hmm. but you have to work at it. And, and to me, what's most important in any business, customer service. Extremely, extremely. Yes. You, you can't have a nasty attitude and think you're going to continue to get customers. You have to be customer service oriented. And, and just, go ahead, Tamika, you got something right there? Oh, no, just... Oh, uh, TJ. TJ. Yeah. TJ. I was about to say, as uh, far as what you just said, uh, a lot of people think they can run a business, but they don't want to deal with other people. You yeah, might as well hang that up. Mm -hmm. That's not mm -hmm. going to work. Okay. You, have, you have the smile when you feel like crying. You go into the store. My wife said, you have been in Walmart 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I, I got to speak to these people. I got to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. sort of what you were saying. You and got then, to... then, when people are angry yeah. and they want to curse you out or, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, then you have to take it. I mean, I can't yep. get into a back and forth. You know, I take it and see if we can work something out. No, you know, I tell my uh, my grandmother and other business associates all the time, in this business, we'll never win. We'll never argue to win with a customer. That's right. No, we'll never do that, right? You will take it and you can come and vent to me later. Um, But both of you ladies said something that is a benefit to Union County citizens about the insider value that is here right mm -hmm. um to be inside union is to be a great thing that's one thing that we have a community-based you know small business you know everybody knows everybody's business they're just about do you think a bigger franchise a chick-fil-a would ultimately come in and disrupt that mm -hmm. good question mm -hmm. good question, good question. I, my hope is not my, my hope is not. Um, so I would never want anybody to come in here and hurt the Dario or, or Andy's or I, 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 I would never want anybody to come and take away from. But at the end of the day, we're building something larger than what we have right here. So we don't want to just cater to what we have here. We're building a larger picture. We got to... So what's, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? So some of the top <laughs> priorities are housing and quality of life. So we hear all the time that people aren't here because we don't have adequate housing. Well, why don't we have adequate housing? Well, so I'll give you an example. A new HR manager moves here from up north, and he and I meet, and he, I said, oh, that's great. Where'd you buy your home? Spartanburg, Spartanburg County. Why don't you do that? I did that because my wife said there was not adequate housing and not adequate shopping. So it, we got to build it. We can't have so it. We got to build it. We can't just keep catering to me and you. Mm -hmm. We got to build it. So when we start building the franchises or the larger mom and pops, then and simultaneously, let's be building that housing model. Let's be working. Let's be going because we got to start recruiting people in here. We can't keep losing the population. Right, right. We got to turn this thing around, and if we don't turn it around here really soon, it's it's, it's sad. We got to get it turned around. Speaking of housing, this is far as business. Why a lot of people don't realize that your house is your first and one of your most important uh, assets. Mm -hmm. If you own a house, I was doing some walking yesterday, and I seen a lot of houses that. People just let them fall in. Oh, yeah. That's money that you're just losing. If you take that house that your grandmama owned, if you, if you take that house, put some paint on it, remodel the floors, stuff that you can do yourself, now you have some equity. That's right. Now that house that you let them fall down yeah. could earn you $100,000. If you fix that house up, now you got a hundred grand. Right. People don't realize that, and I don't think they know that that's where, you know, like Roger Milliken, when he had all these places, mm -hmm. he didn't so much have that money. He had equity That's in those idea. buildings. So if you own a house out there, if you got grandma's house, fix grandma's house up. You know, because one day this is going to be your house. That's right. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Rent it. Rent it. Right. Entrepreneurship. That's yeah. Right. That's <laughs> right. You know what? I feel bad because I, I, I kind of discount myself in this conversation, not realizing that I am a landlord. <laughs> so yeah. I am an entrepreneur. Yeah. I, am. Yeah. I have two properties Absolutely. that I have that, that I earn income. So mm -hmm. having multiple streams of income or that mm -hmm. is very key. And that can be the launching pad, like you said, mm -hmm. TJ, to other businesses and other opportunities. So you right. kind of start out small as maybe as a landlord with one or, one or two properties, mm -hmm. fix those up, 
and now you have equity that you can actually start for another business. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to ask you guys, what is your, your thoughts on, I think a lot of times people see the barrier as, oh, I have to have a degree in order to start a business. <laughs> I have to have, you know, X, Y, Z, check these things in order to have a business. What are your thoughts on, on that? Well, I, I, I'll tell um, anybody that is in a hardship that I run into, I'll tell, I tell them straight up every time. When I was in college, the number one way to get money, hear me now, take something free, take something free and sell it. That's no so way. That is entrepreneurship from the from the beginning, birth right there. You know, like, t-shirts, whatever. Any t-shirts? That's what a thrift store is. That, that's that's what a Some, salvation army is. Something free. Even that grandma, that's, that's that grandmother's right. house that she left that's you, right. you take right. that house. And it's and listen, Forrest, I have people say they're gonna go to school to take up business to start a business. I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. I know many people that make good living and never been to college. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to go to college to uh have a successful business. No. You no. gotta have a plan and you gotta be able to work. Mm -hmm. exactly. And like you said, take something free and turn around and sell it. Yep. I don't think anything can substitute drive yeah. passion. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as these teeth, you know, you got to have that drive. When you want to start your business or run a business, mm -hmm. I like right now, I will not take on a new series like uh, to binge watch something. Oh, okay. That takes too much time. Yeah, too much you know, there's people that watch uh, when I heard about The Walking Dead. Oh, it's a good show, but it's like 50 episodes. <laughs> I mean, 50 seasons. It's I don't lifetime. have time. <laughs> To sit back there and watch, and watch that, all those episodes. You know, lifetime. because you're wasting valuable time to be an entrepreneur sitting back watching Netflix. You want to be what Netflix what Netflix is. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to get away from that couch. You, to have, be the, you mentioned <laughs> time. You have to put in time. You can and, and your business can't just be limited to eight hours a day. No. I no. mean, you have to work, yep. you have to be willing to put in that extra time. So, you know, when you first start a business. When I was working full time, I started a business on the side. side. That's how you make your money. Yeah. Because I, I would work the 40 hours a week and then I'd work at night or on the weekend because you have to have that drive, that passion. You have to want to achieve. You have to want more than, greater than. Mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to that. And that's one of the things um, I don't want to make about me, but you know, I, I'm thankful to have a job. But you know, when I go in and I, I look at all the stuff that I'm doing for this job, I'm like, man, regardless of everything that I'm doing for them, None of this stuff is mine in here at all. Like they can, they can walk me out the door at the end of my shift, and and I'm done. I'm like, so it's like for me, I know I have something greater to achieve. So that's why I'm always driving myself. And I'm like, okay, if I'm putting in these X amount of hours at my job, I need to work just as hard at my own crap because I'm like this. At the end of the day, none of this stuff is mine. I don't own it. I'm thankful to have have a job and be able to you know take care of everything I need to. But at the same time, it's like I'm just driven to you know keep pushing myself because like at the end of the day. This stuff, I mean, we all got to leave here someday, but, you know, I want to have something I can pass down, you know, oh. for generations. To I like what you said, Carl, about craft. Study your craft, mm -hmm. learn your craft, execute your craft. Right. A lot of people don't want to put in the work mm -hmm. to get that craft. So, you know, I, you know, I think about, you know, basketball and that Michael Jordan. They're, they're playing every day. They're practicing every mm -hmm. day. So you got to put the same passion, the same drive mm -hmm. into your entrepreneurship, into your business, whatever that business is. No. I did want to ask the question. Do you guys think that entrepreneurship or, or starting a business is a young person's game? Or I, is it for everybody? Oh, oh I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think entrepreneurship is earned. It's earned and learned. Mm. It, they go hand in hand. The more you continue to grow in your business, the more skill sets that you're going to add to your arsenal and be able to move better and make better decisions. Um, so you earn those by making mistakes. Um, you earn those by putting that effort in, that passion, that drive. You earn those by giving that time, right? You earn that by that customer service, you know. Uh, and then you ultimately learn how to do it better the next time because any entrepreneur true at heart is always going to be coming up with something new in their mind. Always got something right there ringing around. You got to. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's my take on it. Yeah. It's for anybody. As far as, far as age, you know, when I first started, I think I was at, in the middle school. I would go to the discount market. Yeah. I would buy knowledge for 10 cents. Get to school. Those little kids come running up. I sold them for a quarter of a pack. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that started from that young mm-hmm. age. And and, that, and that I used to also go out and cut grass, you know, free. I mean, that's your yard. That's your grass. I'm bringing my lawnmower over here to cut your grass. So it, it really don't have an age. You just got to have a passion and drive to want it. And we are seeing younger entrepreneurs. Yeah. We're seeing when they come through the door and say, hey, I want to do this. Hey, I want to do that. Um, the last last few times they've been um, under 30, I'd say, which Wonderful. is exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. So, Let me ask a question for you two ladies about the benefits of small businesses in you and how it stimulates our economy, right? Why shop small? That's my question. Why shop local? Why shop here? Why shop now? It's it's critical to shop local, um, especially now. It's so easy to decide what you want on Amazon and hit two buttons and it's at your front door. Mm-hmm. It's really, really easy. But we have to make the effort. Like if you want union to be um, this bustling, um, thriving little community, if you want good things for union, you have to support local. Otherwise, we're not going to grow. We're not going to thrive. It's in your best interest mm-hmm. to shop local, not just that shop owners, but your best interest to shop local. And speaking on that uh, Chick-fil-A, if we were to get one, you eat three times a day at least. Most yeah. people do. So yeah. don't think because you eat at Chick-fil-A, you're going to forget about the local That's right. places That's right. if it's here. Mm-hmm. So we, can, right. we can't That's think right. like that. You don't want to eat the same thing every day anyway, right. you know. What do you what do you ladies think may have um potentially stunted the growth of union, if anything? Well how can we fix that's it? That's excellent. That's an excellent question. What was what was stunting was like I said when I first got here and they tried to keep me out because what that person came to me and said is that I couldn't do it because I would interfere with their with their spouse's business. And I said, it's enough for everybody. That's just, like, that's just like my tax business. Okay, you, you've got four or five, more than that, tax businesses. And I would always say, it's enough for everybody. It is. The mm-hmm. ones that will not last are the ones that will not do the right thing and will not have good customer service. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how many you have. So you can't try to keep people out. There's enough for everybody. And we should try to help each other. Exactly. Whatever mm-hmm. your business is, don't look at me as a competitor. Look at me as someone we can help each other grow. Mm-hmm. An asset. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, and I, I could be completely wrong, but just my assessment, I think that we get we get or we get stagnant. For example, you're just there and you're just churning, you're just churning the water, but nothing's moving. And it's because you've been there, you're complacent. You're, and I don't know that you can see it happening when you're in the midst of it. And then you get 10, 20 years down the road and you look back and you say, what happened? Mm-hmm. And it was because maybe the, the forwardness, the whatever, maybe it just wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know where to shift the blame or put the blame. All I know is I believe that in order to change something, you have to do it from the inside. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm sitting on my couch fussing about what's happening, I'm not changing anything. Mm-hmm. But one, now I am in the chamber seat. So I just want to push, 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 push. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep moving to the next thing, moving to the next thing. And I don't know what happened in the past, but I know we are moving now. Mm-hmm. So. How, how can we... Uh, I'll go ahead, Chief. I'll go ahead. How could you get in the chamber Oh, good. Just come see me. Come join. Um, there are several different levels. Um, it, I was going to, no, you go ahead. Then I want to tell my story. Okay. Yes. Catherine and Tamika both are individual members, so you don't have to be a business member. My parents are individual members. They want to support the chamber. And so you have your Gestomp level, and then you have your 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 business, your normal business. And then you have an individual level. So there's several levels you can come in at, and there's different incentives for each of those levels. Um, but like I said before, you're buying into the business community. If you if you never get anything out of it, you don't ever come and network, you're providing a platform for somebody to be able to recruit and talk about. And um, so... Whether the guy down the street is a chamber member or not, 
I, I'm actually affecting their business when I'm recruiting John Doe to Main Street or even Duncan Bypass. Feet on the street mm -hmm. is sometimes how I can best help anybody and the local economy. Let me just say this. I'm a firm believer in the chamber. Before Jamie came on board, I did win Small Business of the Year from the chamber. Mm -hmm. But so after I sold my business and I thought, okay, so I'm not a business owner anymore, so I don't need to belong to the chamber. I was in Jamie's office one day and I heard her talking about everything that uh, the chamber does. And I knew the chamber did a lot of stuff. But as she was talking, I kept saying, wow, I need to get back in here. So then I found out I could become an individual member. And I'm going to tell you this. My membership, what Jamie does for me, she does a lot more than my membership costs. And I mean, that's from flyers to information. I, I wanted to have a, a women's conference. And Jamie said, well, all you have to do is add uh, ten, that $10 thing. Add $10 and we can boost this. Boy, she boosted that thing. It was amazing. So my little bit of money that I paid belonged to the chamber. I just, it, it just keeps paying and paying and paying because I got a good deal. So if you join us, whether it's individual or business, the woman works for you. I have my own personal marketing person. And that's basically what she does. I, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and I want both of you ladies to uh, comment on it. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling the truth. Yeah. But uh, something I want, you said something earlier about, you know, when you had your business, people, somebody came in and told you, can't do it because it interfered with somebody else. Mm -hmm. How do we prevent that? Because we have we do have businesses that have been here for decades, and I'm pretty sure um, I'm not wanna, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but they've been here for decades, so they may hold a lot of clout in the community. So how do we prevent that from happening to where you may open a restaurant or any other kind of business, and somebody may come in and say you might you're interfering with theirs? How do we prevent that from happening? Like, could you say business? It's enough room well, for everybody, but you know those businesses that have been here for decades. Mm -hmm. You know they all have a lot of clout in town. Great, great question. And simple as this: iron sharpens iron. You know, mm -hmm. um, there was another alteration store in town, and she had a retail, so she was technically better than me. She was doing alterations, and she had selling clothes. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that as competition. I saw it as an opportunity. You know, um, being able to see her model and see the way that she ran her business and her hours that was able that, that uh, allowed me to gauge the way I should run my business to be successful, and ultimately it worked out. And I did not; I kept mine solely as alterations, you know. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get away from the competition. Competition is good. Competition breeds mm -hmm. ambition, drive, you know, resiliency. Um, and naturally, like we said last episode, the people of Union County, we are natural competitors. We want to <laughs> win. We will win from. Stinger to Little League to high school to going off to college. What do you want to do? You want to represent us well and you want to, you got a certain pride about yourself. So um, to get past the the competition, I mean, embrace it and, and grow with it. Mm -hmm. That's my point. You know? Now, we had um, a question from J. Rock Smith. He asked how much for an individual to join. It's $100 for individuals. That's right. And that's for the year. And then $200 for entrepreneurs that have a business license. That's right. right. That's right. And the only distinction for individuals is that you have to be a U.S. citizen, correct? Right. Okay. All right. See, I, I did my homework. No, no, you didn't. Mm -hmm. so, so, one question about you, ladies. Um, We got 134 members in the chamber. Does Union County have a small business week? Huh. <laughs> um, we. Um, we, well, there's a chamber week. Okay. There's a chamber week that is actually September 9th through 13th. And um, last week, last year, we took um, popcorn to all the chamber members. I saw that. And saw we were that. popping in mm -hmm. to appreciate you. This COVID day um, has kind of dampened things. Um but there and there is a small there is an American Express day that's a small business day shop local day that is the um, Saturday after Black Friday and we um, went all out for it last Saturday and didn't have a lot of participation um, we tried to do a passport thing so we created passports and if you went to all those stores and got um, a sticker saying that you were there and maybe you Spent ten, spent something and got ten percent off, and just something. And you went to all these participating 
retailers, then you brought this card back and you were entered to win XYZ. Mm -hmm. So um, didn't have a lot of participation with that, um, but I, I, I'm not gonna say that I won't do it again because I think the more you do stuff, the more people catch on. So, yes, right. So maybe you do it this time and you only have 20 or 30 people, but if you keep doing it and you keep growing, um, I'm not I'm not big on you know wasting money and cutting into the money to do stuff that's not um, that's right. Mm -hmm. But you know if we can if we can get it to grow and it does um, love on our local merchants, you know that's what it's all about. Oh, I have a question about oh, yeah. hold that thought. Mm -hmm. um, virtual events in light of COVID nineteen for your chamber members or people. Are you willing to do maybe an open house virtual event? Have you had something like that? We we have not, and I do have um, fellow chambers that are doing virtual events. And um, to be honest, I am I don't love it. Mm -hmm. I guess because I'm just such a hands-on. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Right. So we have had to cancel the chamber annual banquet that was planned in March. Mm -hmm. So we kept moving it, moving it, moving it, um, and. We have sent refunds to all those people. So, um, but there are awards. So we will be doing those awards live. We're going to go into those industries and those small businesses, and we're going to do those awards live. So we'll see how that turns out. That will be virtual. So. I'll tell you one thing, Jamie, about uh, something I'm very proud about, Chamber, about it's the uh, young development uh, program that you built over there. The leadership I, union. Love it. My niece, love it. My niece did um, something. So I inherited the leadership union, but I inherited inherited it in a certain way, and I wanted to kind of change the criteria. So when I was at the development board, I before you go for can you tell everybody what that is for people that don't know? Yes, I, I I'm going there. Okay. So when we were at the development board, I wanted to be able to reach those kids who were your average kid. So I felt like there were lots of programs geared towards your A and B student. My son was an A B student. So he was in, you know, Oxstate Bank Junior Board, Junior Beta Club. He was in all these programs and all these things. But I wanted to grab that kid who didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. I wanted to be influencing that kid. I wanted him to see the industries and the things in union that you don't have to. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to be this way because mm -hmm. you don't. You can be this way. So when I got there, I changed the criteria. <laughs> I changed the criteria to 10th graders because, because you haven't decided what you want to do. Yeah. And I can influence you in 10th grade. So you haven't decided. So um, I chose all 10th graders, and I called Spartanburg Community College, and I said, what is your average GPA at the technical school side. And they said 3.0 to 3.5. So I called the school and I sent me, said, send me a list of all the kids who are 3.0 to 3.5. So every one of those kids got an application at the school in a big white manila envelope with their name on it. What they had to do was fill that out, have their parents sign it, and bring it to the chamber. That was their due diligence, bring it to the chamber. And I sent out 77 applications this last time. And I think I got 14 back. So I took all of those. So once once we get um, start receiving more, we'll go through an interview process. I haven't had to do that, but we've tried to kind of make it a um, an elite thing. So we started buying these nice jackets with these emblems on them. We want them to be. And um, the last group that I had broke me. Um, you know, I would say, you know, don't wear holy blue jeans. Do this, do this. But she always got those that come show up. So I'm taking them to the state house with blue jeans. That are tore up. So I said, y'all won't get me on that. So I bought them all polos this last time. Um, but yeah, we have a great time. We um, learn about union. We do the history of union. We do um, etiquette classes. We go into the industries and let them see what kind of industries we have, if it's permittable. We um, go to the city, the county, local government. Um, we go to the state house. I've taken them to the South Carolina Department of Commerce. Let them see how economic development flows down to the county level. Um, just all sorts of stuff that well rounds, well rounds you. I want them to see, you know, more than just the surface level of Union County. It sounds like there might be some things that some some entrepreneurs might need to 
check so, out to it. As there, part of that. There, there, for them? there has been an adult leadership program, yeah. and there has been a push for it to start back again. And that is something we, we have been thinking about when we're looking at doing. There, there is a significant cost attached to it per person, mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of time. So, but we have been asked to go back to that, and we are um, we're halted now because of this right. virus, but it is what it is right now. Yeah. One of the things I want to mention to those that own uh, have their own business, be careful because when you have your own business, people think you are wealthy. Mm -hmm. So they come asking for money all the time. Yes. Now, when I first opened my business and I thought <laughs> I thought some uh, yes. this particular organization would come and welcome me to town, and I was disappointed when they didn't. But when they got ready to have their banquet, they wanted me to sponsor. Do you think I did it? No. Because if you didn't think enough of me to welcome me, or, you know, I'm opening a business, you could at least come and say hi, introduce yourself. But if you want to come to me for money, it doesn't work like that. So if you own a business, everybody's going to come to you thinking that you just have this pot of gold and you can just give and give and give. And it doesn't work like that. And they, and they don't understand the work that you have to do. Like, I, mm -hmm. I remember family member would call you Saturday morning, 6 a.m. I'll be out working, day in the bed. They'll sleep all day, wake up two o'clock in the you know in the afternoon. Yes. Hey, cuz I need a haircut. And by the way, can I pay you next week? You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, why you at it? Can I borrow twenty dollars? Right. You know, that's that's how it is. Yeah, so you have you to know? be careful with that. You know, I live in our uh, district five and I uh urge every business that I go into in district five to say, Hey guys, look, all of these citizens of the union in this particular district are supporting your business. I need a baseball team from you. I need uh, uh, to you to sponsor a little league stinger team or something. I need for you to spend that money mm -hmm. that we're giving you mm -hmm. back into this community, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's only going to be so much, yeah. but give back to our children, give back to our youth here, give back to our adults. You know, uh, that's one thing that I'm really big on with Essence Alteration is really, that's the reason why I, I don't care if I make a dime, but I want to provide something here to make the cost of living great for people. And as a, and as a, uh, asset for the community because everybody can afford nice dress legs. Everybody can't get everything, but go to that Goodwill and bring me those pants. I'll make them look new for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. Talking yeah. about that, uh, what you're trying to do, even with uh, the baseball, literally, we, I actually went out and did my research on literally knowing what it brings to these, uh, country, to these counties like Simpsonville. Mm -hmm. They won the championship and the, the uh, president of South Carolina was actually wanting to invest in Union County, but it was so hard to be honest to even get that started. I'm like, why are y'all doing that with a with an organization such as Little League that will bring hotels? You know, uh, mm -hmm. we could get hotels off that because they have tournaments. Mm -hmm. But it just you get frustrated, like you said. Mm -hmm. But you just you don't give up when you are an entrepreneur. You just continue to go, even right. though there's a volunteer organization. You don't get paid nothing for that. Yeah. But it was just you know, the love of union, mm -hmm. trying to bring something to our town mm -hmm. that the other leagues couldn't offer right, because right. of the stigma behind it, right. where Little League was nationally known and recognized. And it, it, it has uh, great sponsors that, you know, it's just the work you try to do. But you get frustrated, like you said, mm -hmm. but you just keep going. And, and the work you try to do, I always tell people, just like you wrote, you said, well, I know it's Labor Day. I tell people I work 24 7. Amen. You gotta work 24 7. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it said I don't want to do stuff because it comes up, turns out to be on the weekend. Weekend just runs right into the weekend. That's right. That's right. Call my husband and ask him what I do on the We have about five more minutes. You get minutes. a weekend. <laughs> I don't get a weekend. We have about five more minutes. I had a, another question I want to ask before we get out of here. I, I kind of want to take this two different ways. And Ms. Jamie, you said earlier. Um, about the youth leadership program, something about the kids had to have a, a 3.0 to, to kind of get in. What about those kids that are kind of that are not at a 3.0 and they're not even sure they want to go to college and they came to you and say, hey, I, I don't know really what I want to do yet, but they ask you something. They say maybe they want to start a business or something. What kind of advice would you give them as, as to like what route they should go or maybe what type of business you would advise them? Of, of course, ultimately, it's going to be their choice of what business they want to run, but if they ask you for your advice, what would you say? What I would say is this. God places in all of us a passion, a desire, a passion. And I would say follow that passion. 
I'd say hold on to it. It will lead you to where you need to be. You hold on to that love of whatever it is. It'll lead you to exactly where you're supposed to be if you have the determination. Yeah. Just to piggyback off that, you know, that's a great point. Um, we have a trade school. We got a vocational school, correct? Absolutely. We have that. We have your traditional education school. But none of those two things have a class on entrepreneurship. They didn't really teach us about. Then yeah, we we never learned that. And I mean, that's for a different topic of today. You know, that's just something that we close out with. But well, I would add to that uh, there's that financial literacy, yes, that which you know we teach kids how to do everything but how to live in the world. <laughs> frankly, right. you know, so right. how to write a check, how to do some of the things that maybe we got when we right. had economics in school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, civics and government and stuff like that. A lot of stuff is gone. Yeah. Um, but being able to have a checking account and, and opening a checking account, having a business, having credit, knowing what credit worthiness is, mm -hmm. how does that impact? And that's probably a whole episode that we probably right. should think about doing yeah. because that's stuff that the entrepreneurs yeah, and the youth need. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, there's there's all kinds of rationale why it's not taught in schools. Right. <laughs> I won't right. get into that. Right. But if, if we start doing it at home and in, in forums like this, yeah. then it can help boost those, those entrepreneurs. And I, and I would mind the chamber mm -hmm. teaching an entrepreneur class. Wow. I would mind we need something. You know, like infusing mm -hmm. that into, and it, it could even be a virtual class. I have a great instructor. It would be good if that was uh, if that was taught. But the other thing, do people have checking accounts? Yes. Everybody has cash. Look, everybody has cash out. You have to have a checking account, don't you? No, I mean writing checks. People write checks anymore. Every time you say, "I'm Potentially, what businesses do you see coming to Union County in the future? I see things coming that are going to support um, student housing. Yes. I really see that, um, you know, there's a breath of fresh air there, and I feel like we can capitalize on it. I feel like we got to keep pushing. You know, I feel like we need some entertainment value. We need some more restaurants. We need some casual dining. We need um, a good sports bar downtown. There's a lot that we need. And I am um, very hopeful. Sounds like a lot moving. of opportunity. There yeah. is a lot of opportunity. In Union County. Do we have yes. a restaurant coming yes. soon that, you, that you're working on? On Main Street? Please tell me you do. <laughs> you don't have to get into it, but yeah. No, I, yeah. I have, I have um, a re some really good stuff going on. Yeah. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Retail. When I speak on a little restaurant that you have up there now. Mr. Mr. Patel. Um, Neil Patel opened um, Main Street Deli. He is a compliment to Ellie Bell um, and Belmont Farm and our little Heavenly Arts, who is a ceramic shop. And there's several wonderful shopping boutiques. boutiques. But the um, Main Street Deli is just precious. He has a, a wide range of sandwiches and um, pizzas. And Mr. Patel was eligible for some incentives that came from the city and the county because he chose to do something that enhanced our quality of life. Yeah. So you can't come to Union and decide you want to do a salon and expect to get any incentives because we got that. Mexican restaurant, we got that. Um, we need something that will enhance our quality of life. So there are incentives out there. He was able to grab hold of those incentives. Go and mention this because we only have like a minute. But mention this, the depot. You can get your food and then go sit at the depot to eat and enjoy. Tell yeah. us about the depot. So the, the depot will be, um, it is where Barbara's bridal was. Barbara's bridal had burned. And that building was donated to the city. And it was just a blight and a hole in the, the, the floor. So we pitched that it be turned into a breezeway or an alleyway or a patio or whatever you want to call it. And um, tables, patios, uh, picnic tables can be put on there. So my vision for that is um, 
You guys sitting out there drinking a cup of coffee, having a sandwich, eating a slice of pizza, an ice cream cone, and just sitting there and enjoying downtown Union as it bustles around you. That's my vision. Miss right. Trammell and Miss Pendergrass, thank you ladies for joining thank us. You. Thank um, y'all. Yeah. We really enjoyed thank this you. conversation. Alex, you so No, no, no. I thought we were about to do a clap. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> You ladies deserve it. Um, we appreciate it. Hopefully, everybody learned something from this episode of Union. This time we talk. Um, we'll be more than happy to have you ladies back once again because this was very uh, educative. Like something we something we definitely needed. So I, I took a lot away from this conversation as well. So for everybody watching this episode, keep keep tuning in. Also, thank you to Esther's Alterations for tuning in for sponsoring this podcast. Also, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and also, uh, like I said, everything, SoundCloud. Um, so those are all the platforms you're to be on. And also my website, carlosksmith.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time, keep chasing dreams. This is the time we talk. Thank you for tuning in.